It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, the Cardiff Blues edition. This week we set the scene for the big game on Saturday, 7.35 kickoff at the sports ground against conference rivals. You're going to hear from the press conference where Andy Friend, Dave Heffernan and Alton Delan sat down with William Davis to discuss the big game, which is going to be so important for Connick's playoff hopes. A welcome break then has ended and they are looking at this block of three games as being crucial as they look to get back into the top three within their conference. Remember, they go to Edinburgh on Friday week and then travel to South Africa to take on the Southern Kings. First things first, though, we set the scene with the press conference and then we're going to go to our sponsor's pub. Yes, Murty Rabbits on Foster Street, the best place to watch Six Nations rugby. Always a great atmosphere there. It's good old atmosphere there on Tuesday as well when Alan Deegan sat down with William Davis and Lindy McKenzie to look back on some Six Nations action but most importantly to look ahead to the big game at the weekend Andy, nearly a month since Connacht have played a game so how have you filled that time both uh, just for how did the the players all have a break and then what have you been up to since you came back yeah players and staff had a really good break Um, it was a much needed break Uh, people got away players had various bits of of conditioning stuff they needed to do and and, uh, pleasingly to a man, they all did that, um, 100% compliance there, came back in last week. Uh, lots of smiling faces, lots of energy around the group, which was exactly what we needed to see and we saw it. Uh, we, we did a, a brief review on the, the season to date, um, looked at the areas that we, we felt that uh, we could improve on um, uh, and then uh, individuals have put uh, some training plans together uh, some key areas of of, uh, of craft, we call it, so that they can improve their craft. Um, so that was sort of Thursday, Friday last week. Uh, a brief a brief talk about Cardiff, but really held that off for this week. And as we know now, in a very important block for us, three games, starting with Cardiff this coming Saturday. So these next three games are absolutely crucial to to get the the next part of it. Are you treating this almost like another season? Yeah, in, in a weird way, it is. Like we we've we've put ourselves in a in a position where we're definitely still alive and, and, and in the hunt, but um, not too dissimilar last year before we went away to to, uh, to South Africa. The message is pretty simple. we got three games. We win three out of three. Um, we're in a really healthy spot. We win two out of three. We're hanging in there. We win one or none out of three. We're in strife. So we know uh, destiny's in our hands. We know what we need to achieve and... and uh, yeah, everything is around getting that home quarter final, which we said at the front end of the year was was an important target and a goal for us. It's about getting a bit of wriggle room, I suppose, as well. If 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 you can get victories, no, it it takes a little bit of the pressure off later on. But you've you've still got to win seven, eight games out of this this final stretch to to get that second place or to get to get even a third place. Yeah, we do, and I mean the other important part this which this block. Uh, is is the same. They're all in a conference game, so um, it can be ten point swings. You know, you, if you if you're losing games, then your opposition, who it's all very tight in that conference, they're going ahead additional points. If you're winning games, then you're jumping ahead again. So the interconference games, of which we've got a fair chunk of them in in these remaining games, is really important too. Through this period of of no no games, clubs have been announcing some new players coming in around the league. We haven't heard any announcements from Connacht, so where, where are we in terms of some new signings and or some players signing on again? Because there are quite a few players coming up to contract decisions. Yeah, there are. I mean, we've 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 had a few throughout the course of the years. You've you, you're no doubt aware, and there's probably a few more to to be uh, to be announced soon. But um, and we're very very close to 
probably three or four others dropping um, and being able to announce something in the in, in the coming period of time. So there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to get all that done, um, but until we have any news, we can't share it. It's a horrible cold day here today. It mightn't be a lot better on Saturday, but what improvements do you want to see overall now from, from your team when they hit the hit the ground runner, when the ref's whistle blows? Oh, I thought, you know, that the Montpellier game, I know the first 30 minutes probably wasn't what we wanted, but from sort of minute 30 onwards to, to the final whistle there, um, much, much improved in terms of our our accuracy, the things that we were trying to do, our ability to to, to find space and to move the football into space, um, which has been a trademark of ours. We probably, we, you know, we definitely fell off that for a period of time there. Um, so, yeah, that that's important that we see that. Uh, but the most important thing we see is just our intent and our, our desire to, to empty tanks and to, and to put everything out there. And I think that's something that, you know, signifies Connet rugby. You wear, you pull on that jersey and you actually, you see men grow another foot and, and they do want to work hard for each other and they do want to do the best they can and empty themselves. So um, I'm not saying we didn't see that previously, but uh, there's certainly a couple of games that spring to mind um, where we we definitely left energy out out there on the, on the field rather than emptying ourselves. So as long as we're seeing that, and I think if we do see that and, and we've, we've tightened up a few areas of our game, I think you know, that'll translate into wins, which is what we're about. Dave, you've been away at... Ireland camp and you've been released back now to play for Connacht so, so give me give me a feel of how things are going the Ireland situation I know you didn't make the squad which is disappointing but what's what's the what's the view coming out of there they've had two good wins one decent performance um, yeah I think the lads are uh, obviously delighted with the results of the weekend um, yeah it was a really 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 good performance um, big step up from the week before um, had a massive win uh, in terms of the competition so uh, the mood in there has been really good uh, I've really really enjoyed my time up there um, and yeah I um, found the coaches found the coaches great I felt I've learned a lot um, and hopefully um, hopefully get a run soon but um, if not I'll just keep keep working and try and make an impression here uh, especially this weekend um, and yeah just keep enjoying what I'm doing it's important to get a game and I suppose it's important to get a good performance for for, for Saturday evening for you so that's, that's what you'll be looking for yeah absolutely yeah look dying to get a game now basically uh, had two or three tough training weeks um, and yeah I suppose it's, it's kind of hard watching the watching the games the weekend kind of wishing you're involved out there so I'm really looking forward to getting a run um, and the fact that it's such a big game for us as well um, adds a little bit more to it um, so yeah just really excited to get back out there and get playing again big game it's a sort of a, it's, it's another little funny mini mini season. It's another three. Andy's identified this. I'm sure you all have as vital. If you can get three wins out of this, it really does drive you forward into what will then be the final run of eight games. Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive, massive block of games, but um, we're not looking we're not looking past Cardiff to be honest at all. Um, it's a must-win game for us. Um, that's the way it is. There's no point uh, in ducking that really. Um, if we win, we're, we're in a great position, and if we lose, we've a bit of ground to chase up. So, um, yeah, must-win game. It's going to be absolutely huge. Um, it was a huge game here last year against Cardiff as well, so I expect it to be quite similar to that. Really tough, tense game. They've they've been going well this year, um, and it's it's always a it's always a tricky game against them. So, um, yeah, really excited for a Saturday night game at Sports Ground. Bolton, you've been away at Ireland camp, and now you're back. 
you're at Connacht. We have a huge match on Saturday evening against uh, Cardiff, but uh, we haven't been told you've been selected yet, but assuming that you are selected, it's it's a big game for Connacht. Yeah, no, it's a huge game. The next three games are, are massive to keep our season on track. Uh, this weekend, obviously, it's, it's it's a home game for us, and then we've two away, so we we obviously want to perform for the fans and for ourselves, and we've had a two-week break, so there's a lot of pressure to for us not to take a step back and I think that's what our focus is this week is just for us to deliver our best and it's not about so much what Cardiff are going to bring but it's it's more about having confidence in what we could bring um, and personally obviously coming back from Ireland I, I um, it'll be it'll be a bit of pressure just for us to for me myself just to keep performing performing at my best because the, the squad will get reselected every every couple of weeks so uh, I suppose it's, it's key for, for me to be playing uh, quite well <laughs> but um, but yeah no uh, Cardiff this weekend so hopefully we get a good win Is it difficult to come back from, from a camp and come into the scenario here or are you so used to what's here that you just you can step from one to the other uh, I wouldn't really say it's difficult it, it's um, there's always a slight change of pace but um, it's it's refreshing to have all your all your familiar faces your best friends around you again I mean not to say you don't get on above but like it's 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 in that way a little bit more relaxed having um, having your your close mates your housemates and everything you're, that you that you pretty much live in uh, live with the whole time so uh, yeah that, that's that's a nice change about it but um, but no it's a it's not going to make this weekend any easier. I'm still going to have to perform my best and uh, and hopefully earn that win. So before we start talking about Connacht, there was some good stuff there from Dave and Dalton about Ireland and what it's like up in the in the Ireland squad, William. Um, and things are going well up there. Yeah, well, they've won two games and they've improved from game one to game two, which I think helps. Wins are great. Uh, really good performance on Saturday. Uh, unusually I was at the game which is something I haven't been for a couple of years and uh, it was a good atmosphere it was a good game it was a good old hard physical Six Nations game and there are subtle little changes Uh, some of the stuff that was written after the Ireland Scotland game was uh, frankly bizarre I thought I don't know what they expected a new coach to do to come out and sort of just throw out everything from the previous playbook uh, it, that wasn't a great performance, but Saturday there was a, there was a few little differences. They've still got to improve. There's a lot of room for improvement. A lot of issues with static ball in midfield, and I think some of the players are not fully in tune with the system. But it did look a lot more cohesive. But it was a f- lot more physical, and it's just interesting to hear what the lads are saying about slight differences probably in the camp structure and you'd expect that because no no new coach is going to come in and do exactly the same thing you would hope they wouldn't no uh, and you, you wouldn't expect them to but we'll see I mean it, it's a progression they've got three more games in the Six Nations then they have a tour of Australia and it's, it's, it's all about moving forward and it's good to see Connacht players involved you'd like to see a few more in the match day squad and obviously Bundiaki has started both games and uh, he's been central he certainly has, Lindley, and, and himself and Robbie Henshaw seem to do really well at the weekend. Yeah, they both had fantastic games, didn't they? In fact, it was wonderful. There was a picture taken afterwards, and it was the two of them arm in arm together. And it was just reminded me of the old days when they played for Connacht and they were selected on in Ireland. And I think the two of them actually, they know each other so well. They dovetail very well. And it doesn't really matter whether Robbie's playing, you know, what, whichever position he's playing, the two of them together seem... to to just know intuitively what the other is doing and they do form a formidable unit 
they certainly do and they certainly lay <laughs> that young gentleman who was playing 13 for Wales certainly found out what playing international rugby was all about at the weekend because Robbie gave a, had a right pop at him early on in the game didn't he well, I mean, Robbie's defence has always been has always been outstanding, as is as is Bundy's. The, the only question you have to ask, really, is you know now where does the likes of Ring, Gary Ringrose fit in? And because he is a, a, a stunningly you know great footballer, but it's just it was just to see those two back together again in that particular unit. And defensively, they are they're both they're both you know really strong defensive players. Um, was just was you know from a Connaught point of view you know and I still think of of Robbie Henshaw as being Connaught. Yes. Um, but from a Connaught point of view, it was just nice to see them. It certainly was, and it, it lets the back three gives them that little bit more freedom. A lot of talk at the weekend about how much meters the back three made, but when you've got a centre partnership like that causing mayhem in the mean, meantime, it, it makes more space out wide. Yeah, tough day for Tompkins. F- missed five of his first six tackles, which it, it's funny. That's what pressure does to you. That's what international rugby is about. And the other great thing I really liked, halftime there was a little bit of a pushing and shoving thing as they were going off the pitch. And Bundy ran 30 metres just to get in there to make his point to some rather large Welsh forward. Nothing to it, but just, again, a sense of togetherness because the body language from that is, yeah, there's 15 of us out here today and uh, this is our home patch and we're not taking any of this. And that was lacking without a doubt, in the World Cup. It most certainly was. And, and a couple of other um, international matches went on at the weekend where Ireland doing really well in both. Um, the under-20s had a, had a cracking win on Friday. I, I didn't get to see it. Yeah, they played really well again. Um, I have to say, the Welsh under-20s look a pretty limited bunch. They lost to Italy at home the previous week. Ireland just tore into them, uh, playing a really good brand of attractive rugby. Look, they are the Grand Slam Six Nations champions, the under twenties, and they're defending their crown. And I'm tempted to say they could. They, 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 this could come down to the last game against France. England were a bit lucky to beat Scotland under twenties, but you have to understand that le- that type level of division of rugby, whatever you want to call it, does throw up odd results. And even in this game, Ireland they switch off a bit. They you know they don't concentrate for the eighty minutes, and some of the mistakes are very basic. But they corrected them well. Oren McNulty, Corinthians and Connacht, had a, a decent game going forward at full-back. He's got to work a little bit on his defence. But when he gets the ball in hand, he looks a pretty useful operator. And uh, it was a, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. And I, one of the things, played on an artificial pitch down in, in Cork. And these young players really thrive on those pitches. They're so used to them. And, OK, the wind was howling, so a few of the kicks went a bit too far. But it was a, it was a good night and it, it was a good win. Yeah, and talking of artificial pitches, the women had, a, had an excellent win against Wales and started a show for the second week in a row on a plastic pitch was, was Bevan Parsons. Two, two weeks, two tries, two games, so she's run over 100 metres with ball in hand. She's incredible. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I described her on a WhatsApp tweet as from another planet. Really, this was a totally different type of try because last week's was an intercept run the length of the field. This was a bad clearance kick. But there was so much to be done when she got the ball. She, first of all, she had to collect the ball in a narrow space on the touchline, get inside two tacklers, and you can't beat speed in sport. doesn't matter what sport it is. The faster players do better, generally. The person in cover the ground. And the ability to sidestep and not lose pace. A lot of players can do a step, but they generally stop a, a, for a fraction when they're doing the step. She didn't do that. There was three Welsh defenders in her wake, uh, I said it on radio the other night, I'll say it again, I would 
really like to see her playing at 13. I want if the more ball she gets against any side, uh, coming in off the wing is an option, but then you are, your defensive duty is, is the worry. Get the ball in her hands and let her run at people because they, they don't like it. And it's the, it was just excellent again. And it came after Ireland had had 20 minutes where they really were under the cosh in the game. A bit like the Scotland game. And it just turned the game because Wales's heads dropped. They thought, oh, how did that happen? Well, and then Ireland, uh, Ireland drove on. Um, uh, very good performance again from... Adele McMahon, yeah. Yeah, Adele had a super game. Like, I'm just looking at some of the stats here. There's some fantastic stats available on these women's games. Um, and Adele playing at seven... You know she's moved to Wasp, but we still count her as a Connick player. Um, but like she ran forty-two meters on eleven carries, but also made was a hundred percent in her tackles, where she made twelve tackles. That takes some down, hit thirty-three rooks. So that that's a heck of a lot of work. Yeah, it certainly is. And um, I mean, she, Claire Malloy has taken a year out of of international rugby, um, but she's been replaced by a Claire Malloy type clone who's also from this part of the world. So it's great to see. It's a good atmosphere at the game. England are going to be a huge challenge. England are a professional women's team. They put Scotland to the sword yesterday in abysmal conditions in Murrayfield where the game was moved from Sunday to Monday. Didn't make The only difference was they could play it in a snowstorm. Um, and they have beaten France, and France are probably the closest to them. It's about the three home games and about getting good, solid performances against uh, in the away games, as far as I can see. Of course, you want to win them, but you've got to be realistic as well. You certainly do. OK, next piece of information. Um, William, you're going to give us a list of who's injured and who's available. Tom Farrell has had surgery on his shoulder and will hopefully return to play in April. Peter McCabe has had surgery on an ankle injury and will hopefully return to play in March. Stephen Fitzgerald has had surgery on an ACL injury and that will be season-ending for him. He'll be rehabbing to come back at the start of the 2020-2021 season. Quinn Rue is still a number of weeks away after a hand injury sustained against Munster, but he is expected to return to training very soon. Tom McCartney has a hip injury which is being monitored. Sean O'Brien with a foot injury. Killian Gallagher, Dara Leader and Matt Burke are all in medium to long-term return scenarios. So that's, that's some good news there, Lindley. We're, we're definitely better off than we were before the break. Yeah, that was a very attritional 13-week, I think, uh, section for, for Connor, particularly you know, with the, the numbers of squad members that they have compared to other, uh, to other clubs. But definitely much better off. Um, we still have Quinn out, obviously, but the second row is blessed to have you know, the likes of Alton, who's been in Irish camp and has come back full of, full of beans and full of the joys of living, um, having been up there. Um, and obviously we have um, Gavin Thornbury and also Niall Murray, who, you know, really proved himself, I think, in the game against Leinster when he came on. I thought he was did exceptionally well with a lot of energy and a lot of effort there. So I think he's one to watch for the future as well. So we're pretty blessed in terms of uh, the players who are back. Obviously, there's, you know, the back's taken a bit of a hit with Tom Farrell because he's always been... He's, he's a big loss, really, to the midfield. He's always been a strength there. But, you know, that's covered with the likes of Kyle Godwin and... Peter Robb, so that, you know the midfield is okay. So I think, apart from that, I think 
Tom McCartney's a bit of a loss at the moment, but we don't know how long that's going to be. It's a hip injury. But obviously we have Dave Heavening coming back, and he's another one who's just come back from Irish camp. And um, he's delighted, I think, to have had that opportunity. I think he said he hasn't been in the Irish camp since that since his cap yeah, and, um, the USA, yeah, and he hasn't been there since. So he's he's really, I think, that's really given him a huge a huge boost to have that you know experience under his belt. And I know, I think that, that Dave was one of the players who was also pretty much involved on with the match day squad mm-hmm. in Ireland. So that's a really good indication of one the the new Irish system may be under under you know um Farrell, but also the fact that it's giving those players who who have put the work in during Irish camps a little bit of a benefit you know on match day it certainly has now before we talk about Connacht let's hear what other fixtures are on in the pro 14 this weekend and um William will also tell us how Connacht are sitting in the table Conference A, Leinster with 10 wins out of 10 and 47 points continue to set a hot trail for everybody else to follow. They're followed by Ulster on 36 points, the Cheetahs on 31, Glasgow Warriors on 24, the Dragons on 18, Zebre on 14 and the Ospreys bring up the bottom of Conference A with 9 points. Conference B is a much tighter affair. Edinburgh lead the way. Seven wins, three losses, six bonus points on 34. The Scarlets have a similar record, seven and three, but only three bonus points. They're second on 31. Munster are six and four with six bonus points on 30 and third. Connacht, with a record of five and five and five bonus points, are fourth on 25 points. Cardiff Blues, who they play this weekend, similar win-loss record, five and five. Four bonus points puts them a point behind on 24 points in fifth. Benetton are four wins, six losses, but seven bonus points. So they have 23 points in sixth. The Southern Kings are bottom of Conference B with one win, nine losses, three bonus points, giving them seven. And the Pro 14 recommences next Friday evening, Friday the 14th. Of February with two matches, Glasgow Warriors versus Zebra and Munster versus the Southern Kings. Both of those games kick off at 7.35pm Irish. On Saturday, Leinster versus the Cheetahs, 2.30pm. Scarlets versus Edinburgh, 3pm. Ospreys versus Ulster, 5.15pm. Dragons versus Benetton, 7.35pm. And also... At that kickoff time, 7:35 p.m. at the sports ground, Connacht versus the Cardiff Blues. Okay, so we're going to finish off final bit of the podcast. Um, I say we're here in in Murty Rabbits, the home of the Connacht clan, the place to watch the Six Nations. But this weekend, it'll be the place um, to go before and after the Connacht match when we take on Cardiff, a team who. We've got an interesting record against. Um, like in, in Six Nations time, I just went back and had a quick look. In the last five seasons, Connacht have only lost once at home during the Six Nations period. And that was to Zebra, which was a disaster. <laughs> in the last two years, Connacht have only lost one game during the Six Nations. They had, they had a very patchy record up to two years ago, but they, they seem to have cottoned on that this is an important time of the year. Um, there's, only, what, there's only been one game in the last five years where there wasn't a bonus point, losing bonus point to either team. This is going to be a tight game, William. Yeah, it's it's also the first game back after a break, and they're always a bit odd. 
and, and everybody's not quite up to pace and it's it depends you know sometimes it's you need it's how many players on your side are actually fully operational uh, Andy Friend's been talking about this for a very long time these three games before we go to another break uh, are absolutely key to this season they're five and five they're they're probably a game behind where they'd like to be. If they were six and four, if they'd six wins, four losses, they'd feel a bit happier. Mm. But they didn't get that, so their fifty percent record, no winter provincial wins has, has really slowed them down a little bit. Three games. Cardiff at home on Saturday, Edinburgh away the following Friday night in Edinburgh, and then the Kings the following Sunday in Port Elizabeth. He has hasn't ducked this, he said straight out they have to win these three games. Uh, he said today if they win three, brilliant. If they win two, okay. If they win one, they have a real problem because it gets tougher after that. The, the only slight advantage they have is they have eight games left in the next section and they will get breaks because they're not involved in Europe. So it'll be eight games in 11 weeks and realistically with the squad and the injury profile that we've had this season, that will be a help. But it's Cardiff first. They're always difficult games. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's one of those teams that Connacht seem to struggle against they're going to be missing a few key players some are still involved with Wales Josh Navidi is injured Wales really missed him on Saturday that back row would be even better if he was available and it's it's key for both sides there are a lot of in-conference games the, these three matches are all in our conference mm. uh, they won't think about it too much but Edinburgh away are going to be missing a huge number of players on a weekend that Scotland are playing so there'll be no players floating around coming back to play mm. um, but they've got to get the job done on Saturday night and they won't be thinking about it but yeah bonus point will be very handy but it's about winning at first and it's it's hitting the ground running in that first game back It is and talking about hitting the ground running Cardiff had a live training session against the Dragons last week and so they're really targeting this as in a game that they think that they can win Well they like Connacht it's, it's kind of a must win for both sides you know I think Cardiff are one point behind behind Connacht on, in, in the table so yeah they obviously you know they had a hit out with Dragons I understand to, to get them up to speed that you know competitive level I think Connacht know what they have to do they, I think Andy Friend has been quite open about the fact that they had two targets this season. One was to qualify for the quarterfinals of Europe. They failed. So now they really have to qualify for the for the quarterfinals of, of, of the, the Pro 14. And I don't think they're shirking their responsibility. And I think, you know, they all know that they are under pressure to get the win. And I think they are blessed that they have so many players coming back. They're blessed that they've actually had a rest. Um, I think they're in great form. I think they're, 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 they're looking at the positives that they've had towards the end of that last break, particularly the performance that they had in, in, in Europe, that where they were able to, especially the performance, I think, against Gloucester. So they're looking at those positives, and which is... There's more positives than negatives. It's yep. just basically getting on that pitch, and we don't know what the weather's going to be like. Connacht should be able to handle it maybe a little bit better than than, than Cardiff. You know, Connacht also have... We are missing Bundy, obviously, but we all have got the experience of the likes of Dave Heffernan and Alton Delane coming back into the side to provide that little bit of experience, you know, and that always gives people a lift when you've got two players who have been in, in Six Nations camp coming back into the side. I think, you know, we can't afford to... Everybody knows what's on the line here. And you can't afford to lose a, lose this home match. 
yeah, and, and Andy Friend mentioned in his interview um, that they had a sort of mid-season review. Did you get anything out of what he said about that? Yeah, actually, I think what he was identifying is the little things that players can do to improve the game and the little things that the team can do as a whole. And I think one of the most interesting things he was talking about was the average metres meters gained per carry by each player, which I know sounds <laughs> a little bit complicated, a little bit, you know, very microscopic. But it's actually quite interesting. Had he said, if every player could add another 70 centimetres, that's all, to every carry that they could actually go from being a mid-table team to a top-of-the-table team, which is quite fascinating that if every player just adds that little bit extra. And he said basically what they're coming down to, this is how microscopic and forensic they're looking at things, that it's all these tiny little things within each player's game and within the team's game that can make a difference. One percenters. It's always the little one percenters that make all the difference. I was just looking at the, the try bonuses. Connacht have only ever scored two try bonuses against Cardiff, but one was in the last game. Cardiff have four try bonuses against Connacht, but the last was in 2008. So, like, Connacht have improved their record against Cardiff as time has gone on. But this weather at the weekend, it's looking like, as I saw it today, and it's a bit early because it's Tuesday, they're talking about a 100% chance of rain, 12 mils of, of water going to hit the ground, but it might be gone by the time kickoff hits. So, we might get away with it. Yeah, um, but it could. It'll be. It'll be difficult conditions. Whatever, whatever way. And the bonus point would be icing on the cake. It's just about wins. It, it, you'd be quite happy if they won the three games. They wouldn't even consider worrying about bonus points. Mm. Um, but they need to start this. Well, they've only got one home game in this section, and then they start with a home game against the Scarlets in the next section. And that's what this. This is the real. This is the telling point of the season now. Um, it, I wouldn't call it a phony war before Christmas, but it was unusual because there was a lot of interpros and there was a lot of Europe. But now it's just about winning games, staying in that table position, and getting somewhere close to twelve, thirteen wins is what you're going to probably need. Big question would be, I suppose, if Munster break away and start beating everybody. That I mean, the guys, the teams around you losing is is good as well. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, this could be a dogfight where you could have five teams, six teams chasing three places. If one team pushes slightly ahead, and you would feel that the side that's probably the most capable of doing that, just because they're, they do it generally, is Munster. Um, so you'll, you'll be watching the other results as well. And that's why the conference system works, yeah. without, without yeah. a doubt. That the, the, this is the advantage of it, that it's keeping sides uh, it win with a chance, hopefully up until the last weekend, uh, Provided that Connacht don't have to win the last again, you want them to be done and dusted before then. Um, I mean, look, Cardiff is, a, is they've got a, they're coming here, and then we've got to go over there in May. Edinburgh is a double header. We're going there. They're coming here in May. They're they're eight ten point games. They, they, they're swing games, so it's it's really good. And I know the weather might be a bit rough up there, but encourage people. I'm sure there there will be tickets available. There mightn't be tickets with cover, but uh, get up there and. Uh, get involved because the, this, is, this is a big, big game. Okay, I think we've, uh, we've covered the game quite well there. We'll have a podcast again next week. So back to Rob. That's it for another week. We will be back on Sunday. Yes, slightly earlier than usual as we look for a more streamlined version of the podcast to get it out within the 24 hours. So you'll be hearing it on Sunday afternoon after Saturday's game. Hope you enjoy that slight change and see how it's going to work for us in the coming weeks and months. In the meantime, big thanks to our sponsors, Murty Rabbits, the only place to watch Six Nations rugby. 
uh, around Galway and also a great place to head into before and after a comic game. In the meantime, stay tuned for more podcasts. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side.